0: hello and welcome to pocket monster radio we here at pmr cannot guarantee clean family friendly content so to all those neat kiddos who have found us we appreciate the listen but please check back in when you're older hopefully we're still doing this thing now enjoy the show feel shame is to feel alive an attempt to never forget that i battle against trainers like you this is pocket monster radio my name is steven weber i'm joined in studio with by carl may hi via skype mark adkins yellow and our first guest matt wurzelwalker hey there how are you guys how we good. doing not too Everybody bad doing good
1: Fuck daylight savings time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really.
0: recorded, recorded on uh, the day following David's suit. Day of? Is this following yeah, or day of? Day of. of. Which is at yeah. uh, 1 a.m.
2: Yeah, because um, I was up to find that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's like 2 o'clock, and then it was 3. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Um, I guess, Carl, start with your corrections of episode 3.
1: Yep. There Episode 6. Where'd you get episode three?
0: Well, uh, because because (laughs) I've just been copying the show doc and the corrections thing still says episode three.
1: (laughs) I was wondering that. I'm
2: like, you keep saying it's seven. Uh
0: (laughs) Anyway, episode six corrections.
1: Okay. There was only two that I could really find. The first one is uh, Mr. Mime and Mime Jr. already have a fairy typing. So Mark's secondary typing for a secondary evolution of... uh, Mr. Uh, female evolution of Mr. Mime, a little out the window, <laughs> a little bit. And then uh, we were talking. Matt was so, Matt heard was talking about uh, how there's only three Pokemon that do not have evolutions. Pre-evolutions are mega evolutions from Gen One. Uh, he missed one, which was far fetched. Gotcha. Two,
0: relatively minor. Yeah. He also, didn't. I
3: guess kind of correction-y, not even correction-y, I find it so fucking weird that Mr. Mime is named Mr. Mime, and it can be male or female. Wait, it can? Yeah, I, I had to get a female Mr. Mime to breed for my mom, oh, Junior. That's, so, right. yeah.
2: that's weird. But
3: <laughs> it's really, really strange.
2: Mr. Lady.
3: Mr. Lady.
2: Well,
0: we're also recording after the brand new news of Gen 8.
4: Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, first trailers dropped, uh, regions announced, and starters announced. I don't want to do too much theory because uh, in short order it will be outdated. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, new region is. Uh, how do you say it? Uh, what is it? <laughs> I I just keep saying the Great Britain lookalike. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> A great pre-production. Uh, <laughs> the one thing sword and shield is in
3: uh <laughs> and sword and scale is
0: out uh wait. it's a
3: little podcast joke right there
0: uh is it what
3: yeah it's a really bad it's a bad true crime podcast the host is a douchebag and he got kicked off of his uh label yesterday for being a shitty person
0: ah well that's fun uh yeah. galar or galar I think it's Galar. I think it's Galar. Galar. Yeah. Okay. And the starters, I can only pronounce one of their names. Uh, it's the bunny, the monkey, and the tadpole. Yeah. Um, what do we think of them?
1: I like all three of them. Their designs look really cool, and I'm looking forward to the uh, evolutions of them.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, I disagree.
3: Yeah, wow, I don't Mark. like them.
0: Okay, they are uh I think Grokey, uh Scorbunny and I think and Scorbunny Soul.
3: looks basic as fuck.
4: What <laughs> I think it looks
3: cute. I think Scorbunny looks really basic. It's just a bunny. I'm pissed about Grookey, that they would straight up do like another chimp grass or another chimp starter after they already had chimchar. Like it's one thing that it's like a monkey, but they literally described it as a chimp Pokemon when there's already chimchar as a starter. And then like Sobble just seems like new Froky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, those are
1: true. <laughs> the disappearing <laughs> now... act they, that he did do, do in the trailer was Frokiesque. esque but...
2: I mean, I like all of them. I don't have the Sobble, it, like, the Sobble craze where everybody's like, I love it. I yeah. He looks depressing. I mean, honestly,
1: Sobble
3: is the one that I like the most at this point, And I really like the idea of just like, a wailing water banshee that's water ghost cuz i'm assuming it'll go that direction
0: i would think so yeah
3: um but yeah like everybody that i was talking to was really jazzed on grookey and i just like can't get past the chimchar similarity
2: i think it'll be grassic psychic for some reason for the sole fact that he's got the power to bring the grass back to life yeah he seems and,
1: more like a shaman yeah.
2: almost and that's I mean it's I nothing think. to do
3: with like the fo- it's literally a fucking starter that's also a chimp.
1: Yeah, I like
0: it. They're, these are the 19th, 20th, and 21st starters, though, right? <laughs> but, like, <laughs> no, there's, if eight, they're yeah. going to be based off of an that.
3: animal, 24, there's 25. so many animals other than chimps that they could do another starter of.
0: Yeah. I mean, They've really made, made, like,
3: one. a fucking rhesus monkey or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but, I mean, my favorite part is that they all look exactly like the Powerpuff Girls. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. fun. I love that. <laughs> Which has to be intentional. There's no way.
1: Well, the power buff girls weren't in Great Britain.
0: Uh yeah, they weren't, but I don't know.
2: Let's <laughs> <laughs> <You almost laughs> do there. some
0: analysis for the, the did the power buff girls have individual uh specific powers? I cannot remember. No. No, all they just were all the same powers. the same.
2: Powers they just had different personalities. Yeah. Okay.
0: Gotcha cuz like Groki's head is the same shape as Buttercup. Yeah. Yep. Like exact and then uh Bunny
2: does the same pose Blossom does.
0: And then uh Sobble the thing is the same <laughs> hairline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's creepier the more you look at it. Yeah, and the their color schemes are the same. It's it's completely intentional, it has to be.
2: I like them. I'm just not a fan of Sobble.
0: Yeah. Um and uh, what hints towards what kind of gameplay have we had so far?
1: We saw Wild Encounters where you actually battle again instead of Pokemon uh, Let's Go where it's just throwing Pokeballs. So I'm super excited about that one.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't think they would take that away. I
3: didn't doubt it for a second for the, the core games, especially when they emphasized that like the Let's Go games were like separate entries. I figured they can't get too far away from the standard for the actual games with an announcement impending.:
1: I First, do hope they bring back the capture mechanic from those where you actually have to throw a pokeball instead of uh, just I don't think a they button.
2: will. That's a like a let's go aspect. Yeah. I know, but... I would I would
3: love that. I think I that mean, would be they, really fun. They
2: could. You got the yeah. Pokeball controller.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking more of, like, for the legendaries where you had to beat them and then you threw a Pokeball. I feel like that would be more fun instead of, like, oh, whoops, I killed you. So yeah. now I don't get a chance to actually catch you.
0: Yeah. My, my uh, pipe dream hope is that there is an entire Pokemon Stadium game Packaged into the game.
4: Yes, um, I would but, really, really like that. But,
0: but that's not going to happen. I'm not holding on to it very strongly. But
3: uh, well, because there's the shots of like a coliseum type thing right. in the
0: trailer that
3: I don't know. I'm really curious to see what they'll do for the gym battles in this game. I think Just it'll because be like the they, core
1: I mean, like they the changed it
3: so hard for Sun and Moon.
2: But that was known to be like
1: not many people like that at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it, it was, was cuz like, they didn't have an established. Yeah. Even in like the game lore word. it was kind
2: of like those people up there in the islands they're just kind of fun living. They, mm-hmm. you know, they don't really battle. They have trials.
3: Yeah. But yeah. well, just I'm I'm intrigued to see if because of the backlash to that if they're going to go back to just regular old gyms or actually try something different again and see if they can hit it right this time.
0: I'm assuming regular old gyms. Um
2: if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm intrigued to see if they like make their own sport for the arena or if it's <laughs> going to be something from uh the real world. Like, I'm I'm and, thinking make their own sport. Um I'm hoping they do. Was he wearing a ref jersey though? No, it looked like a soccer jersey to my to me, and then one hand looked like it was a goalie glove almost.
0: Okay.
2: It could be like a like a soccer soccer Pokemon game. I mean that could also style.
3: potentially be like super
0: training or something. Oh uh, yeah. It could be. Mario Strikers inside.
1: Well, yeah. oh, that would be fun. <laughs>
0: you just uh, play Mario Strikers to E V train your Pokemon. Yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah. That would be
3: really fun.
0: <laughs> uh They should hire us. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Carl
2: and I would be undefeated.
4: Yeah. And then
0: then I would finally get my dream of returning to 2D sprites and keeping it on a system with two screens. It's incredibly
4: important to me.
3: Yeah, I'm really curious what they're going to do for the Switch because after being so used to two screens for the last, what, three generations? Yeah. Four generations, four, five, six, and seven.
2: X, Y. Omega Ruby yeah. Sapphire and yeah. Sun and Moon and ultrasound. yeah. Well, because like oh. pure because um, no. Diamond half.
3: Pearl and Black and White were all well, DS as yeah. well. Yeah. So like those are all dual screen
0: well,
2: games
3: I mean, it's more than half the series
2: at this point. We did it back in the day with just one screen. Well,
0: one screen works fine for turn based, but two screens is just better for it. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you can navigate through the menu faster. Um, yeah. It's, it's just so much better. Um. But uh, any any final words on Gen Eight?
3: That shit looks beautiful.
0: Yeah,
4: like, it does look great. Just nice. the
3: look of it looks incredible, yeah. and I'm really excited. I'm I'm just by the way that they showed like the big picture of the region and the way that the people were interacting with it in the trailer. I'm really curious if it's going to be full open world. Like I know it's already an open world game, but like. When you look at a map in the old games it's very discreet like here is this point where you're going to go yep um, and i'm curious stuff like that cause it just looks so much more open
0: <laughs> you just got a little garbled for a second but uh yeah oh, it no. might be more open yeah
1: um, i'm a little concerned about how small it looked personally well, like, that's
2: just because it's a teaser. They're not going to yeah. show Because they already said they were really tight with what they wanted to show you. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be cool to see, like, the countryside with, like, the Hobbit homes and then going straight into, like, the industrial cities. Because there were yeah. still grass in yeah, the I, cities. It's still, like, nature's involved with it. Yeah, it looks good.
1: I really enjoyed the steampunk punk aspects of the town they showed.
3: And, and I, I don't know. I actually thought it looked pretty gigantic and, like, it felt like you're going to be able to go pretty far north up into the mountains and stuff.
0: Like,
1: I feel like there's going to be shit to do. What is is, that all victory road through the mountains? The biggest victory road ever. I'd love that.
0: I would think so. What is the big city up top of Parallel 2? Is is there a parallel to that?
1: I'm not good at geography, so... Well, there's
0: no major city at the top of of Great Britain, right?
2: No. I could be wrong
0: because uh I don't know. Down towards the bottom or halfway up is the London parallel. It's got the big Bell, Big Ben parallel there and then uh up into like what would be Northern Ireland. There's a huge city up there. Um, but I'm trying to
2: look at it. I don't know. I think it'll be cool. I like it. Cuz a lot of the other maps were really they were really like spread out. Where this one's more linear, like so. You'll be able to, like, quote unquote, climb the ladder. I like it much better. Yeah,
0: yeah that's fair. Um, so uh, I guess that's all we have. Um, I'd like to move on to talking about Matt and your history with Pokemon. Where'd well, you start and how'd it go in the years?
2: Uh, fight? I think I have been playing literally since I was six. And I'm 27 now, so it's been straight (laughs) off the bat. But I think over the years, this is the one thing I have kept near and dear to me all years and have played constantly. I mean, I started with blue. Yeah, started with blue and then got red and yellow and then started with gold, went to silver, and I just never stopped. I think the only one still to this day I never owned was Crystal. But, I mean, I've been playing this nonstop.
0: Do you own, like... uh Like gold, silver, and what? You said you don't have crystal. And then ruby, sapphire, Mm -hmm. emerald. Got
2: all the the Game Boys to play them, all the original cartridges with the original save files because I just checked the batteries to make sure they were still good. (laughs) Still saved in on them and everything. Gotcha.
3: Oh, my God. I have both gold and silver, and they're both dead.
2: Well, luckily, I had a coworker just tell me not long ago, like, yeah, those batteries die. And uh, he actually replaced all of them for me. Yeah, but you lost oh, all your yeah. save
1: files at that point.
2: I mean, I I took pictures to remember what I had, but mm-hmm. I mean, it That's was smart. evident it That's was going to happen. But I yeah. remember, and I think it was blue when way back in the day it was a family reunion. They had a like the Ditto Transformer, if you guys remember that, where you could literally clone a Pokemon of what they had and then trade it. It was like a um, kind of like a game shark from back in the day. Huh. and it, uh, my cousin had a level 100 Charizard maxed out, and basically what it was is you traded this fake Ditto, and when they switched, instead of getting the Ditto, you just got that actual clone of him, and I remember it fritzed up, and it just gave me his Pokemon, <laughs> and it was right before we were leaving, and he's screaming and yelling. I'm like, okay, Oops. thanks. <laughs> See you next year, <laughs> and I still remember it. His name was like Charboil. And I still had it. And I was like, this is amazing. And I just wrecked everything with it. <laughs> I have my fondest memories with Pokemon by far.
1: Did you ever feel like you were about to like drop the series at any point?
2: No. Because like, personally, for me, they've always come out on my birthday or day after.
4: Uh, yeah. So it has is,
2: it is always been like, even in my adult years, I have been more pumped than anybody that they come out. Because it's like, happy birthday to me. But I think, I know I stuck with it, even in high school. I remember I looked at my diamond save. I beat the entire league in six and a half hours. Like, everything. And I didn't like, I caught stuff too as I kept going. But I didn't stop. Like, I remember getting in the car as a freshman, playing that. Coming home, sitting on the porch with the strategy guide. Like, I loved it. I think platinum, I dropped a little. Platinum, I didn't really like. And then I, I picked up.
1: You're on the r- in the wrong group, motherfucker. <laughs> All of us love platinum. <laughs>
2: no, it's not that I don't love it. It's just I played heavy into Diamond and Pearl. And mm-hmm. when I got platinum, because like I'm very OCD, Like the team I didn't pick in Diamond, I picked in Pearl. And I'm like, well, I don't want to repeat, but I don't want to play something shit. So right. I did like it. I just didn't play enough. Mm-hmm. But Sun and Moon, those were kind of where I dropped off. Yeah. I played it. Well... You know, God love my dog, but broke the cartridge right in half. I'm halfway through. I'm like, this is cool, new Pokemon. Come back. And I had the uh the limited edition uh I think it was Sun black and white, Sun and Moon. It was the 3DS. And he got a fang mark in the card reader and the cartridge somehow popped it out and then cracked the screen. And Nintendo's like, we'll fix oh, no. it. We'll like get those pieces off, put it on a new one. I was like honestly I'm good so I ended up getting the 2DS XL with the Pokeball that was my favorite so I just keep it for nostalgia but after he broke it I'm like that gives all my save data so I just waited and then I played a little Ultra Moon. like I started it and that was it so I got more excited for Let's Go Gotcha
0: Um, so uh, what's your favorite generation because we've we've all covered that so probably cover that with you
2: I like Gen 1. Gen 1 will always be big with me, not just because of the games, the cards, the movies. That one clicked with me. But to be honest, I also like Gen 4. That was another one where I remember staring at the game, like, who am I going to pick and what am I going to do?
0: As in the the generation itself or the game? Both. Okay. Yeah. Because I I, I often distinguish between the Pokemon from the generation and the game itself.
2: Yeah, I like I like Gen 1 and the games. Hands down will always be my favorite. I wasn't a fan I like Gen 2 because once you beat all eight gym leaders in Elite four, you got to go back to Kanto. Especially Heartgold, Soul Silver are one of my personal favorites, because then you fought Professor Oak, you fought Ash. Like that was amazing. And I love the buddy system. Um, that's the, the starters were cool, I'm always cynical. but the gen two not so much. But Emerald's gameplay was good and their starters. I love that. That was pretty good. I'm, I'm one though. Gotcha. Hands down one.
0: Gotcha. Uh, what else have we covered with ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but,
2: but, but, uh, favorite legendary? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm trying to go through like all of them.
1: Do you use legendaries in general though? When I was a kid,
2: yes. I will admit, when I was a kid, I put that shit in my party and I just wrecked. But I would only use one. Um, Nowadays, no. Because the teams I have set with me, by the time I get to the legendaries, are stronger than the legendary itself. So, no. As a kid, yeah. But my favorite legendaries, I got to say Rayquaza. He was pretty cool. Yeah, he's badass. I I love the whole, like, you had the, you know, Groudon with the earth and Kyogre with the water and then you had Rayquaza. But I also played the Mystery Dungeon series, which are huge to me. Rayquaza was a huge aspect of that. So uh, I need to
3: dig back into those games again. I only played it probably only for two or three hours, but I'm still borrowing my friend's copy.
2: They're so good. Like, that I that's another series ten years I, d- ago. I dreamed as a kid. Like, What if like the Pokemon literally like, did their own things and had no trainers? And then they're like, here's Mystery Dungeon. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> my dreams are coming true. The
1: one thing I didn't like about Mystery Dungeon was you can't evolve your own yourself until after you beat the main game.
2: Yeah,
0: Carl, you can rotate your mic just a little bit. Too. Yep, yep.
2: Yeah, that was that was a pain in the ass. I remember looking that up a lot in the book, and it's like because you, I got the whole aspect of the story, but I didn't, I didn't care for it. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see like your Squirtle and Charmander kicking the shit out of Mewtwo and all these tough Pokemon, but later games they changed it.
0: Have you played um, the Pokemon Conquest? Is that the one where there's yes. yeah they're they're See, not trainers, they are uh, uh, warlords.
2: Uh, what? Yeah, it's it's old feudal Japan. It's like warlords, and that one was no Pokemon Rangers. There's too uh, many. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> played Ran- that one too. Yes, Rangers. I did because my my neighbor, who is a childhood friend of mine, we played these nonstop, and I remember the only way to get Manaphy and Fionn was to play Ranger. You had to beat the game, do a special mission, and then transfer it over. Mm-hmm. So I have fond memories of playing that, too, like destroying my di- or DS screen from the yeah. stylus spinning. <laughs> I like those. I played the first one and the second, and then just kind of dropped off. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: So fun fact, uh, Manaphy is widely considered the hardest shiny to get purely because you have to like beat a whole secondary game to transfer over the egg. And then as soon as the egg is transferred over, that's when the value d- uh, determining whether or not a shiny is set. So you have one chance to uh-huh. send it over. And if it's not shiny, you can't keep self resetting. You have to do it right. all over again. Oh, that's aggravating. <laughs> you yeah, know, I'm good. <laughs>
2: no, thank you.
0: Boo. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, any other things you want to add to your history, your... You're uh, what are your what you're doing right now in Pokemon? Or
2: right now, I've been playing Pokemon Go a lot. Um, I have, I like it. I think it is extremely smart. I mean, I have never been out so much. You know, of course, it's like, oh, you're supposed to enjoy nature, but you're glued to your phone. But for like me, <laughs> like that's like living my childhood. And plus, yeah. it's nice to, you know, take the dogs, go out with my girlfriend and go to different parks, you know, because it's like, oh, this area's got a nest. Like, you feel like a trainer. So I've been playing Go a lot. I think I'm 38 and a half out of 40. So I've almost beat that. But I like that a lot. It's That's been my big one, that and Let's Go. But that's just because it looks like the old Pokemon series mm-hmm. with, like, the cutscenes and literally seeing uh, Jesse and James and, you know, Giovanni and Team Rocket. Yeah, it's not a core game. But I still I'm I'm absolutely loving it. Especially for being in on the Switch. That's mm-hmm. cool. I do like it a lot.
3: I wanna play that game so badly in earnest. I've had a really good time every time I've gotten to sit down with it for a little bit.
2: It's a feel good game. Like don't expect yeah. a core game. It's just one of those like you can pick it up. It seems up, like it's like putting
3: it on a warm like a big like yeah. thick blanket.
2: I absolutely love it. And then I'm I've got my DS thinking. games that I can just battle you guys with and then see that i'm utterly getting my ass kicked (laughs) 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 do we want to get
3: one thing i want to bring up with like our relationship with matt like right when we started hanging out with you back in high school um you were the person i think we've talked about it a couple times on the show we've referenced the pokemon manga and you like single handedly turned all of us on to that. Yes, that and- was a
2: that was a biggie. I, I totally forgot about those. That so shit was good. good. It was <laughs> I, I can honestly say that was like uh, for the people who like hate on Pokemon and they're like, Oh, it's not brutal enough, those mangas, oh my god. Yeah, I remember seeing the Elite Four and it's like, Oh, you're not strong enough. I will kill you and your Pokemon and then I'll teach you to get better. Like <laughs> God, it's like what was it that the Japanese anime where they did like three episodes. Do you remember that? Where they did the remake? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And I love those. The, I do too. But still to this day, it's like blood curdling. Makes me upset is when I think it's Charm, Charmander Bites Squirtle, the Japanese, that yeah. scream they used is so uncomfortable. <laughs> it still to this day makes me feel sick. I'm like, nope. And then they came to the US and it's like, ah, oh. I'm like, yeah, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> no, those Pokemon mangas were good. I just remember I finished the red and blue series, the yellow, and then I think I did. Yeah, I did gold and silver, but they did some weird stuff. And I remember talking to Carl about it, where it was like ruby, sapphire, and emerald were still in productions. Yeah. And they they're like, oh, we'll skip it. We'll go to diamond and pearl because yeah, it's they, relevant. Uh, I'm like the no
1: English release just skipped around a lot. I think they are finally
2: caught up, ish. I, I need to buy those again because yeah. I remember showing you guys. I'm like. You want to see something cool, like, literally, this is comic books and Pokemon, like, it doesn't get any better. Mm
3: -hmm. I remember just, like, sitting when I used to work at the Rosa's call center in high school, just, like, sitting, and instead of paying attention to my phone calls, just blowing through those mangas. (laughs) It was the best.
0: Yes. While people were giving you orders?
3: (laughs) Yeah. I was, like, taking people's pizza order and just watching. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Just reading, like, just weird shit about... Red and
2: blue. <laughs> those were the good days. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That was fun.
1: So, uh, Matt came around while they, uh, most everyone else was in high school, but it was my freshman, both mine and Matt's freshman year in college, and we started playing soccer together. And then all throughout college, like every single summer, we would always be playing Pokemon. Like, we would go swim, come inside, and be like, let's play Pokemon for the rest of the day. It's kind because <laughs> it's one
2: of those games where. It's got a main goal, you know, train a team, beat the Elite Four, done. You can do breeding, you can do the Battle Tower, which Steven fucking hates. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> you can do everything. But, I mean, it's one of those games where you can reset. And I remember me and Kenny and you, Steven, and Carl going to GameStop and we're like, all right, we're going to get cheap games and we're just going to find a way to play. Like, find a rule set you can make and then stick to it. And I think still the hardest is, like, when your Pokemon faints, they're gone. Yeah. like don't use them I, anymore.
0: Uh, Matt has not listened to any of our episodes yet. Um, i, I, I we apologize. We had four <laughs> Nuzlocks going on at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I, I've
2: put a soft ban on Nuzlocks. <laughs> uh, for all of us. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, but it's it's good stuff. That's definitely my best like high school college memories of like literally swimming every day at Carl's house, and then we're like, okay, we're just gonna sit in the house and play Pokemon. While watching either cooking shows at Carl's House or those <laughs> <laughs> travel channel roller coasters. And the the great Oh, thing, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We've yep. watched so many. It was many always of three those. channels. That or the game show. Oh, I <laughs> forgot <laughs> about that was Three channels. You owned all those cable packages and you had cooking, <laughs> game shows, or roller coaster. Not it was Discovery <laughs> Channel. But it wasn't anything. It was always roller coasters. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> the the other thing about like
0: sitting in a room all independently playing Pokemon is that there's still like a good amount of conversation. Cause like as you encounter something that's like frustrating or whatever, you can just like say it aloud and you got people who are in the middle of experiencing maybe something similar or recently experienced it. And it's just like, it's really nice.
2: It's yeah. It's the most people look on the outside and they're like, Oh, you guys are just sitting on your game boys. I'm like, no, like we're somewhat doing the same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, have you, do you know where I can get this? It's, It's kind of like, you know, reminds me of like the World of Warcraft where you have to talk to people to play. Like this is definitely a communicating game. I love it.
1: One of my favorite memories was it was just Kenny and I sitting in my basement on two different occasions. We were playing the same run, like going through trying to get to the end and battle each other. And during the first night we were playing, I found a tiny uh, Zubat and then near the end, I was going through uh, one of the other caves, and I found a shiny Golbat. And both times, I just turned to him and showed him my uh, DS, and he was just like, you motherfucker.
2: You know what's <laughs> messed up? I've never found a shiny in a game. Really? Me neither. And the only I time know. I did, I was sitting in college, playing Crystal on my phone, and I found a shiny milk tank. And I'm like, this sucks, because I will never, ever be able to transfer this. Right. Like, this is screwed. And I when don't... my phone... When I have to upgrade my phone, it'll be gone. Like this is awful. This is just torture.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, the only shiny I've ever had is well, shinies from events don't count for me. Yeah, because I've yeah, got no. shiny uh, of uh, the the legendaries from Gen four. I have shiny of all of them. Oh, okay. But that was an event. Uh, it's, I believe I have a shiny Pikachu on Let's Go, but that doesn't count because the rate Let's is higher. easy to get them. Yeah. And uh, I believe I have it because the colors are so similar and I'm colorblind, I can't really distinguish. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Hell, not even being colorblind, it is
2: I know, super yeah. hard. Gengar. If you, oh, ever, yeah. if you play Pokemon Go and they did that Gengar, that's awful. That's literally it. You should just redo that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mega I um, Gengar. Okay, yeah. Mega Gengar is totally white. That's a different thing.
3: I have plenty of shinies in Pokemon Go, and it's just been, it makes it even more of a bummer of just never being able to get a shiny in the regular games when I'm experiencing it finally, and I got that taste. (laughs) And I just want them so bad. And like, I put hours and hours and hours when I was playing Omega Ruby into chaining and everything, and still never came across a shiny.
2: Did you guys, I just thought about this. Do you remember, I'm talking like third gen, when they used to have events at the mall where they would do like pop-up events and you'd plug your Game Boy in and they would let you choose between one of five legendaries or like special gifts. I do not recall this.
1: I never got those. I've heard of them, but it was always just like, oh, two weeks in- weekends ago, I could have done
2: this. Yeah, and they were only what? at malls. They were not in oh. I think like,
3: I remember- I think I remember in Gen Four, there may have been like a event at Toys R Us that we went and did.
1: Oh yeah, was You have been like went in and like sat near the entrance, got it, then left.
3: <laughs> yeah, was it like Victini or somebody
0: like that?
2: Uh, I don't recall. It sounds because I know GameStop used to do it too. Yeah, but then they got to the age where it's like you just got to be in the area, yeah, in exactly. the store, you which didn't was have fine. To, like, I
3: felt like plug a into a link or anything coming
2: in and. Do you need any help? No, I'm just here for your free invisible shit. But I remember my neighbor used to go all the time. And my mom was still to this day supportive of Pokemon. She she knows it, loves it. And those were the days, every day they had those, we never could go. And my neighbor who never got to do anything Pokemon, he's like, yeah, I got this, you know, champ level 100 shiny. I'm like, I hate you. I hate you. This, this is ridiculous.
1: Do you remember going through McDonald's drive-thru like twice because one person did not get the event at McDonald's and we didn't want to go in with our DSs? <laughs> yep,
0: I do remember
2: that. Why couldn't you, you
0: just sit in the parking lot? It, it wouldn't was, reach.
2: No, it wouldn't reach. What? Yeah, so we kept reversing and got closer and closer. And we're like, just go through the drive-thru. And then when we get the order, we pull forward and then like just sit in between. Like, quick, get it, get it. <laughs> we didn't want to be those creeps that come in not to order your food, but just to sit there and steal your Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we ordered, like, McFlurries or something like that. Something just to get away. Yeah. 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 All right.
0: Well, do you we want to move into our current
3: playthroughs?
0: I do. And, uh, I guess I'll start. Um, cool. so oh, I'm I'm still preparing and I, I will be preparing for my Black 2 run with, um, Lugia and Weavile for quite a while uh, I was under the false impression that playing Pokemon Dream Radar to get Lugia was going to be the long and frustrating part of this because uh, I did not uh, adequately research the amount of effort it would take to get the moveset on Weavile that I want and uh, uh, I did cover this moveset once so let me look it up right now um, only one of them I have access to right now only one move I believe it's iron tail um, uh, team builder. So it's he's gonna have ice punch, iron tail, focus punch and faint attack. So faint attack is the only one. That he moves or learns via level up, so I don't have to get that on him at start. Everything else I have to get on him. Um, focus punch is TM one, which uh, so so I'm I'm breeding him in fourth gen. In fifth gen is when they move uh, TMs from one use to unlimited. Yes. And I own two fourth gen games. I've used Focus Punch on both of them. So I don't have those anymore. Uh, there I believe there is a repeatable way to get it. It's not fun. I can't remember how to do it. So <laughs> I'm gonna have Mark mail me his heart gold. And you're at the second gym, is that right?
3: Yeah, I think I'm at the second gym. Okay. I and it should be said that I did offer to work through it to get focus punch for you but i requested a minimum hourly wage or hourly wage of the state minimum wage to get there and Stephen figured he'd just do it himself
0: yeah not that i argue that that isn't fair it's just um you know i i I don't think it's money well spent on my part yeah (laughs) um and so i I have to money i I know i'm sorry (laughs) help help me um uh so, I have to play from the second gym to the fifth gym to get the TM, then trade my Weeva Sneasel from my game to that game, get it. And then uh, Iron Tail, I do have the TM for. And then Ice Punch, the uh, tutor in Gen 4, can teach that. But um, they also switched, I believe, same time uh, between fourth and fifth gen. That tutors use battle points instead of heart scales. I don't
2: like that. Um, I don't like it was that.
1: never heart scales for tutors. It was shards, I think.
2: Then what was heart scales? Heart scales was uh, what? Move time?
1: relearner.
0: What, now, it's, now it's heart scales, though, right? For the now it's tutor. battle points. For the move tutor?
1: Yeah. It I'd, used to be uh, like shards and stuff, like random items you would find throughout the game.
3: Yeah, and then heart scales are just for the move relearner where you're getting things that you like said no on, basically.
1: Or something that it learned uh, before you caught it.
0: I right. swear I went to the Move Tutor. No, I wouldn't have. Because they're only in the second entry in each generation, the Move Tutors. Um, but I fucking hate the Move Tutor because you have to use battle points to... Uh, t- to at least in fourth gen, you have to use battle points.
1: It depends on the tutor, um, I think, as well.
0: Yeah, I think the other for this tutor, it's it's at least battle points. Um, you go into battle
1: points a little bit. I don't really know what they are.
0: Yeah, so you get them from the battle tower, which um, uh, I I don't. I've never tackled the battle tower before in fourth gen. At least there's you can play single battle or a double battle. Um, and then it's rounds of seven, um, of seven battles. Uh, for single, you pick three Pokemon for the double battle. You pick four Pokemon. Um, then you have to beat seven people, seven trainers in a row. Um, and then you get fucking three battle points. Yeah. It's not worth it. Uh, and, and, and um, ice punch takes 68 battle points Ooh. to to use it's actually 64 battle points
2: now that's after dedication. you, if, you what? if if that's dedication if you go through with that well i'm i'm fairly
0: close at this point <laughs> i think i have 50 some um and you there is after the third round that you have beaten straight through. If you lose any battle, you start over at at number one. If you get to the twentieth trainer, it's the like uh, battle tower champion or whatever. Yeah. And then after you beat him, you get twenty. So like that's at least worthwhile. But the three for the first two rounds, fucking awful. <laughs> um, and and the to add fr- to the frustration, my my team on Soul Silver I made in high school. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Uh, my theory in high school. Was that I would use? Uh, I would I would give each Pokemon two, a atta- like two different types of attacks, with uh, one attack being special and then one attack being physical. So like I'll have like uh, like Thunder Punch and then Thunder or whatever, and then two fire moves. I think is what I have on my no fighting moves on my Electivire. Does that sound about yeah. right? Yeah, fighting moves um, reasonable and so like obviously that's not min maxing that's not a good idea um it
1: can be a good idea like depending on the pokemon stats especially um, um, and what pokemon you're going up against like oh you're a special defense powerhouse but you have shit defense
0: yeah in and with only three pokemon i don't really have type covers very well Mm. um weirdly the battle tower with singles at least there are a lot of water Pokemon, so I have Electrovire up first, and I can generally one-hit things um, until I can't, and then I die, and then I have to restart. Um, so I'm doing Electrovire, Togekiss, and Lapras.
2: That's a pretty tanky team. So,
0: yeah, but my move sets are disappointing is the, is the issue. Um, and I, th- I thought it would go a bit faster, so I didn't transfer anything from my Platinum. Uh, which I probably should have, but now that I'm so close, I'm not going to bother. Um, so I've got another couple hours to get enough battle points, and then I have to start playing three gyms in HeartGold just to start my game, and that's after... <laughs> I, m- I must have already put 50 hours into just preparing. I think... <laughs> Jesus I don't Christ. know. It's. I mean, I started preparing back in like October, I think. I, I, I dropped out for a while for Breath of the Wild. But, uh, <laughs> You're going to have a real good time once you get there, though. Hopefully. Hopefully I don't think it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, likewise. I mean, you'll
3: have a half-decent type spread between the two of them, right?
0: I think so. Yeah, uh, let, me, let me check my um, resistances and stuff.
3: Is just, your Lugia all set? Like, is that moveset ready to go?
0: Well, uh, I can't give it a moveset or anything. So it'll come over at level five from Pokemon Dream and then that will just be it. Does it not? So. Does it learn moves as it levels up? Yes.
2: Yeah, they all okay. have moves when they mm-hmm. learn, but it's just you never really needed them because right. they were already high enough. It you know? doesn't right. really
0: learn all that many moves, so I'm I'm uh, banking on its uh, base stats to be uh, helpful. Uh, my resistance and weak against are not very good. Um, I'm only resistant to six different things, and I'm weak to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. So it's not amazing, but we'll see.
1: You, you got the little engine that could there. Uh-huh. I'm personally just thinking back to when you tried doing an egg run, and then Steven got burned out by catching all the dittos.
0: Yeah, I've got all. I've got all twenty-five different natures of ditto and then all 25 different natures of abra because they've got with synchronize good god Um, but that one's way easier than the ditto because you can just breathe abras Mm -hmm. um uh, and then the other thing i've been up to is uh going down the rabbit hole of the game boy advance player which i mentioned a couple episodes ago (laughs) Uh, uh at the time i looked up uh, the price on eBay and was $125 for it, and then I I searched it on eBay again and I found one for $25 and I purchased it. It showed up. I put it on my GameCube, and then I was like, "How the how the fuck do I actually use it?" And then I realized you have to buy a disc, and then the disc was $90, so I came out $10 ahead of of what I looked up. And then I started playing Zelda with the GameCube controller, and that it's with the uh, d-pad on the gamecube controllers in an awful location. Nope, it was it's, always a bad decision. Yeah. Unusable. And then playing a 2d Zelda game with a analog stick is un, un- unusable. So then I bought the Game Boy Advance uh, cord to plug into the GameCube. And I have the disassembled Game Boy SP that I took this the the front light out for my game boy color and so i'm <laughs> reassembling that and then i'm gonna probably super glue a grip to it <laughs> so that it's not just a square i'm holding and i'm gonna take the screen off of it and like that's what i've Frankenstein. been up. that's what i've been up to
3: so how many you probably ended up spending more money right than uh
0: 125 well, the, uh, actually, right now I'm at 125 because um, oh. the I'll, I'll go maybe 10 more dollars with the with the grip, um, yeah. and I can't use the grip just um, without gluing it on because the Game Boy Advance ca- cable uses the same little grippy holes on the yeah. on the SP as the uh, as the the um, as the grip. So gotcha.
3: Right on. But Anything that's else?
0: my dumb, dumb uh, recent events. <laughs>
3: Hell yeah. Frustrating. E.
0: <laughs> not not worth your time of listening, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Um, but let's move on to more exciting things. Uh, who wants to go next? you want to go, Carl, or do you want me to go? Uh,
1: I can go. Go. Go, Carl. So I put my nublock on hold after I beat another gym. Because right now that's just grinding. And I really do not want to do grinding. So that's on an indefinite hold. But I picked back up uh, Ultra Sun. And put about 13 more hours into it recently. So... uh, Before, I stopped right after you go uh, into the Ultra Wormhole. And uh, beat Necrozoma. So... uh, there was just a little bit of the end game left. And I have to say, I really enjoyed the differences between sun and ultra sun for the last little part. Like the new fairy type, uh, trial was actually a lot of fun. Then, uh, uh, battling the grandchild was a lot easier in ultra sun compared to sun, just because I was more higher level and, uh, It felt more accomplished because of the story that I went through to get to that point. Then beat the Lead Four. But the best part of this these games right now was the extra episode they added after you beat the game of the Rainbow Rockets. The what? Uh it's like the it's pretty much these the show wormholes that were uh that all happen due to uh necrozoma trying to come to our world and stuff they cause openings in other worlds like completely parallel dimensions where you're the main characters who stopped all these bad organizations from uh achieving their goals they just didn't exist so uh in these worlds, all the, all, these, all the organizations accomplished everything they wanted to do. So, like, the uh, Giovanni, he had Mewtwo. And that was a little bitch to actually beat. <laughs> and uh, he even said, after I beat him, Huh, this feels familiar. I should never... Lo- I've never lost to a kid before, but it's somehow nostalgic. So... Hmm.
2: That's a nice.
0: And man. that that stuff wasn't in Sun. No. Cuz I didn't do any in, in end game.
1: It was there was nothing like that in Sun and I really appreciated it. I got to fight every single um uh, arch enemy from every game. So uh Gessis, Archie, Max and uh Giovanni and who's the last one? Who?
3: Lysander is
1: the yeah, one. Yeah, Lysander. Why? Yep. So that was a lot more fun than I thought it would be.
0: Gotcha. Um the uh the Pokémon that you like see around is that substantially different or there's still a lot of first gen? Uh
1: there's a lot more variety. Okay. So uh my main one that I really loved was being able to catch a Noibat after the first trial. And that just I've always wanted to use one, but you can only get one so late in all the other games. So this is the first time that I was like, it's a level 10. I'll catch this and use it. Regretted that decision in the middle right before it uh, evolved into a Noivern because it was so much weaker than every other Pokemon I was facing. And uh, when it finally evolved, all the stats doubled pretty much. So... It is an amazing Pokemon now. Gotcha. Uh, Anything else? Uh, um, So, beat pretty much most of the post-game. Now I'm just filling out the Pokedex, And I despise trying to catch the Tapu Pokemon. So, the island uh, deities almost. Right. Right now, caught three of them. I use 30-plus Pokeballs on each of them because I refuse to use anything besides a (laughs) Pokeball. And uh, the last one I need to catch is uh, Tapu Fine, which is the water fairy Pokemon. It sucks because it knows Aqua Ring. So it's continuously healing while I'm just chucking Pokeballs and every so often attacking, trying to make sure I don't kill it. And... Then it also has very few PP, so it's killed itself four out of the five times I've done it. It's a little
3: It's it's a little dehydrated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's
1: a good one.
0: Thank Um, you.
1: Uh, cool. And one other thing:
0: fifty hours in is what you put in. Is that?
1: Yeah, fifty-three hours in. Gotcha. And I used a Pokemon that I was not expecting to like. It was Araquanid, the water uh, spider Pokemon. Yeah, he looked weird. I I wasn't expecting how good he was. What is he, Water Bug? Water Bug. Yeah. And he just tanks almost every single hit.
2: It's weird to hear a bug tanking.
1: It is.
3: Yeah, it's really strange.
1: But as soon as it evolved into uh, its final stage, it was a lot. It was really useful. It's currently my highest level Pokemon.
0: Yeah, that special defense—it's got,
1: it's, it's HP, killer. attack, special defense, and uh, defense. A special attack and
2: and speed are garbage, but yeah. I was gonna say I didn't. He'd either be really tanky or really fast. One thirty-two really special
0: tank. defense. Yep, oh crap. that's killer.
1: It made me realize how good the buck type Pokemon in uh, Sun and Moon are, though.
2: Well, they they revolved a lot around. Like the bug type in Sun and Moon, which yeah. was weird. What, it's not bad. I just, it's an odd type to pick. Yeah.
1: I it's nice it to needed,
0: see. I think it needed it, though. Yeah, it really nice. did.
1: Ooh, I just remembered another episode, uh, Sixth Correction. Uh-huh. Steven said that Butterfree and uh, Beedrill evolve at level 14 or 16.
2: Uh-huh. What did they actually evolve at?
1: 10. What? Yeah. yeah cause super
2: I, early. Because I think it's Jesus. like they evolve into cocoon at 7.
1: Yeah, at seven they evolve into their like, uh, ke- uh cocoon forms. And then did you all say
2: fourteen sudden, or sixteen? I said sixteen. at Holy, this level there's 10. no way because think um, of how long you'd have to have a cocoon or a metapod. That would be true. And remember, back to the anime,
1: Ash had a metapod for maybe an episode. Yeah, I
2: was gonna say because huh. I remember well, I always loved. Don't fruit. you talk about that episode? <laughs> <laughs> Getting Metapod. Don't talk like,
3: about Bye Bye Butterfree. This, we're
2: not talking about that one. No.
3: Don't you talk about
2: Bye Bye Butterfree? Those three <laughs> levels were so painstaking because you'd have to throw them out, pull them back in, then throw them out pull them back in. Only just if him. you
1: caught it before uh, after it evolved because yeah, it there could, was still no tackle. If you
2: still, but like tackle did nothing. Yeah, and Metapod was not an attacker at all.
4: <coughs> yeah.
0: All right. Um, now that I'm yawning into the mic, <laughs> um, it is time to take a break. We'll cover what Mark's been up to, and then move on to our mega topic. Woohoo! Weep-weep. We'll be right back. Tight. And we're back. Our mega topic to wait. No, nope. no, I have to had Mark. Talk premature just totally
2: forget mark because he's not here
0: (laughs) mark what have you been up to so um
3: last time i was there i think it's been about two weeks since we recorded the last episode yeah um i was three hours into pokemon y and in this time now i am 32 hours into pokemon y i've been really really putting the time in so my party is fully together and fully evolved um, I followed through with the exact plan that I have. So it's Delphox, Blastoise, Pangaro, Tyrantrum, Go-Go, and AG Slash. Um, I'm having a fucking blast playing this game. It's really absorbed all of my free time as of late. Um, and I've been, I kind of did it with Omega Ruby, but even more so this time. I'm like, really exploring the aspects of the games that I didn't in the past. and kind of just trying to change how I play it a little bit. Um so I like when catching my Pokemon it was the first time I ever worried about nature. And honestly I didn't even know what nature meant or what it did. I had never looked into it at all or cared about it. It's so the easiest um, one so to pay I actually. To. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um so I like s-
1: I still ignore it personally. Why? I, I don't know. Huh.
3: Go on, Mark. I put I, I like, put probably three or four hours into getting my Pancham, um, which I learned immediately is, like, such a pain in the ass to go for a low-percentage probability Pokémon while also looking for a specific nature and ability. It just took so goddamn long. And after, like, having the Dex Nav and Omega Ruby and going back to no Sort of Poké Radar or anything like that, it was kind of a bummer. Um, But... Um, the game's really good. The flow of it has been really weird. It took me twelve hours to get from the second gym or the first gym to the second gym. And like, granted that was putting my whole team together and doing everything, but like between like going past the Snorlax and going up to that castle, doing the Glittering Cave, the Battle Chateau, like all the routes are long as fuck. There was just so much shit to do in the beginning of the game, which like at the time, I was annoyed, but now I'm kind of bummed because I've gotten the third through sixth badges like in 20 hours after taking 12 hours to get the first two. And it just feels now, after taking so long in the beginning, that this game is just flying by. Um, but yeah, I've been doing a bunch of dumb shit in it. I got into the super training... And I fully EV trained my uh, Delphox so that I could get to the super secret trainings to get a dusk stone early in the game.
0: Super training takes what form in that game?
3: It's the one where you're shooting the soccer balls into the goals and the big balloons. Okay. I put probably five hours into super training. Um, And I got really, really good at it. And it's actually a really fun mini game to just like throw, like put some TV on and just play it while you're watching TV um but i was able to get a dusk stone um so i already have ag slash and didn't have to wait till almost the end of the game to get the dusk stone that's just available in it Mm -hmm. which i think was worth it i'm having a really good time with that pokemon and i'm glad that i'll get i'm really glad that i'll get to use it for a while in earnest and not just have to figure it out when i get to the elite four do
0: you already Um, have the move that switches positions I can't remember yes. when you get that.
3: Okay. I, I waited until I got to that town to evolve it. So uh, I I literally like got to the um, move relearner, evolved it, and then immediately taught it. So I wouldn't. I didn't do a single battle without being able to do the stance change. Gotcha. gotcha. I, it seemed like a full necessity, which I find it so weird that it's like signature move has to be relearned and it doesn't just learn it when it evolves. Like I, you'd think that, it's the type of move that right when you evolve a Pokemon, it would just get it.
1: I mean, it's the same case for like uh, Caterpie. When you evolve it into Metapod, it only learns Harden if it evolved at level 7. If you evolve it at level 8, it just never learns Harden.
0: Right. Because um, I, would, I would think it's because you evolve it via Stone. Yeah. And the coding is always that they learn it at a specific level.
1: Yeah, I mean um, there are, and it's very rare that you learn any anything after evolving. At most, it's usually like one move if you use a well, stone.
3: Yeah, but like you'd think that they'd be able to make some sort of thing where it's just like when you use the dusk stone, it earns this move.
0: Yeah, because it, oh, it's totally it's, capable it's, of doing it's it. Programmed,
3: it's programmed. Not... It's programmed as a level one move.
1: Right yeah. in
3: it's... the game. It just seems like a flaw in the design, and like kind have, of a cheap way to have to use a hard scale.
1: Yeah, have you ever used a mammoth swine? I have not. So it evolves at level thirty-three, I believe, and then uh, the only way uh, to get a swine to evolve into a mammoth swine, it needs to learn uh, ancient power. Yep. And it learns it. Uh, swine learns it at thirty-two. So that's another case where you have to use a heart scale no matter what to, uh, get it to learn ancient power unless you breed it into it.
0: Yeah.
3: I just, I don't know. I don't get that shit.
0: It's just that they, they don't want to change their established, um, rules of, of when Pokemon learn moves. But, um, uh, I just don't get it. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, it seems, like I don't disagree me. with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, um what drew you to Go-Goat? Now that I'm looking up Go-Goat, I, I don't think I've ever noticed Go-Goat.
3: Um, I just... I saw it and I was like, it's just a fucking goat. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah,
0: It's badass. I, I don't know I, why I'd, I haven't noticed it. It's mostly like a travel it. Pokemon. Is it? Yeah, when I, I w- mean, it's got killer stats.
3: When I saw it, it, just, it seemed like one of those Pokemon where, like, usually... I thought Skiddo, its first evolution was really, really cute. And then Go-Goat just looked cool. And it's one of those things where I feel like any time that it's like, oh, this is just like a fucking animal with nothing else going on to it, it's almost always normal type, and I never use it. Right. And it was just and like this is grass. just a fucking goat, but it is grass type. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, my decision on the like, I stuck to my plan. It was literally just I ran through the desk, through the deck, and just picked Pokemon I thought looked cool. Gotcha. Um, and I was just like, oh, that just looks fun, and I was really for a minute there, considering dropping go-go because i wanted to get flying and i didn't want to have to deal with switching pokemon out to use fly um but i'm really glad i stuck with it because carl informed me that it can learn surf and it can also learn um ground moves so it's just like it's resistant to uh electric attacks and has ground moves so it's just been killer
2: it's an overall uh, badass. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's great.
3: The it stats was, are really good, too.
2: It
1: was one of the Pokemon I used when I was going through X personally. Hell, half your team was half my team.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's been, I feel like I picked, I just ended up with a lot of the favorites. Most people I talk to who have played these games say they used a similar team. Um, yeah, they're badass. I, I mean, basically, everybody uses Tyrantrum over whatever the other fossil Pokemon is, it seems like.
2: It's uh, just Aurora. getting a yeah
3: yeah. It's just like getting a rock dragon Pokemon See, early in the game is badass.
2: Gogo was like um, I'm looking at the poster on the wall now. I'm not as versed with the one. What's the the horse? What was that one called in Sun and Moon? Um, um, Mudsdale? Mud. I used him. I looked at him <laughs> between him and Gogo, and I was like, uh, Gogo
1: doesn't end Sun and Moon. He's talking X and Y.
2: Oh no! I'm yeah. No, I'm thinking. For some reason, Different I was games. Looking, yeah. I was like looking at them. I'm like, I feel like they're in the same, but it's because to me they're like the farm animals.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: Go Go yeah. was one of the first ride Pokemon if you consider it. Yeah, you
3: do True. get to ride it for in that little field in X and Y.
1: What? I don't remember yeah. this.
3: Yeah, you ride a Go Go. Um, I don't even understand why they did it. You didn't really get to do anything. You, you could just, just use like it to hop. Scene. It could hop over um, ledges backward.
1: Yeah, and you can only use it in one area. You can not take it anywhere else.
3: Yeah, you just get to the stairs, and it's just stuck there. Yep. Um, Um, Yeah, you get to ride that. And before that, you get to ride a Rhyhorn, I believe, when you're going through the rocky area to get to Glittering Cave. Um, But yeah, I'm really, really, really enjoying why um, once I got over... Once I got to the name changer and didn't have to look at Ash fox every time I pulled out my fucking <laughs> brakes and and now it's just ash and I feel a lot better about it um, yeah um, there's just a lot of little tweaks that they added into the game that are really useful um, i I don't know how you guys feel about the O powers in those games um, but I, basic refresh me. It's just the weird thing it's in the um like the online menus it's like weirdly buried in the second pages second page of oh. things you can do um and it's just like you can turn one on you have like ten points available and they regenerate over time, and it'll just be like, oh, if you use this one, your attack stat is gonna be a little raised while you're in battle yeah they but did I that? basically.
1: Those were more designed for like online play where you're playing, oh, I see Matt's online. I'm gonna send him a capture rate or something like that.
3: Yeah, so you can use them on yourself or for a discount, you can use them on other people. I mean it was oh, smart. Yeah. It's kinda yeah, like yeah. when
2: you play like like a Diablo, for instance, and it's like a player sent you a gift.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. That's basically Gives what you a it buff. Was.
3: But yeah. I've I've exclusively used um there's a prize money one that just like doubles or triples the amount of money that you get. So I'll just go to the battle chateau when I start to run low on money if I spend a bunch and just blow through five battles really quick and earn sixty, seventy thousand dollars in three minutes.
1: Mark, why are the cops after you? Run. Yeah.
3: There's I live on a main drag. <laughs> They're always there. That's a great I, excuse. I always uh pucker up a little bit when I drive by though.
0: <laughs> um, just uh, so, uh, walk around and hide a couple of things.
3: <laughs> yeah. So that's like mostly what I've been doing has just been playing through at this point, but I am I'd say it now before I beat the Elite Four, so who sees if I'll actually who knows if I'll actually follow through, but I think I'm gonna make an earnest attempt and I have been as I go on actually completing the Pokedex in this game at least as much as I can. Like I don't really give a shit about fully completing it with getting all the nitpicky stuff, but I kind of just want to get as much as I humanly possibly can. Um, so I've been exploring breeding a little bit, which I think we're probably going to talk about in a second. Yep. Um, which my first move for it is I just bred, um, seven EVs so that I can try to get all the evolutions to begin with, to just have some sort of small goal to work toward. Um, and before we move on, the only other points I have to make is I really, really like the gym design and why I feel like every single one it's been like the puzzles easy enough, but they're pretty fun and they're just all very, very distinct feeling. And just the fact that, like, you walk up to it and, like, like the fairy gym is just in a giant tree. The fighting gym was just inside of a cave like, it's just cool to not just walk up to a plain-looking building to have them really have some character. Yeah. It really goes a long way. And then also, um, Miltank has a move in this game called Milk Drink. Is yeah. it drinking its own milk? Yes. Yep. It's gaining HP from just sucking
2: on those little it, nips. It literally sucks on its teats, uh, and it just yeah. Just like improves. Chansey, who
1: has a move called Soft Boiled, so it just eats its own egg. God,
0: the Pokemon world is so disturbing.
2: The best is when you see like the images from like the TV show when like the Pokemon are hanging out with their trainer and then you see like a normal bird fly by or like they're <laughs> eating a meal and you're like, What are you eating? <laughs> <laughs> they're eating Pokemon. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah.
0: There's there's many Pokemon that eat each other. It's yeah. all over the Pokedex Yeah, centers. like
2: Kalo devours Wurmples. Yeah. Oh it's just something like they talk about but they're like yeah it's a kids game we're not going to really yeah. <laughs> bring it up yeah.
0: um <laughs> any th- complaints about why um i mean the
3: biggest one was just the pacing in the beginning i still had fun doing it but it just seemed weird to like have when the map is like so set up around lumio city and like kind of the distinct like central mountain and coastal areas of it that, like, the whole one side of the map was, like, three gyms, and then there's just, like, four gyms and five cities on the other side of the map. Just kind of feels like a little bit of a strange choice, but I guess it's also is kind of, like, tutorially get yourself into it, but there's not that much to learn that you need 12 hours to figure it out before you get to the second gym.
0: Right. Um,
1: did you enjoy the special mechanic you needed to evolve pancham?
3: They have a dark move yeah, or have a dark Pokemon, a dark Pokemon in your party. Yeah. It was, I mean, since I'm kind of working on the Pokedex already, I catch every Pokemon that I come by. I just had somebody in my, like I just looked it up and I like, once he got to the level, I just dumped somebody into my party for a second them, and dumped them back out.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I found it weird that they added that and then for uh, evolving Inkay into Malamar, when you was, turn it upside down. Yeah, you turn your uh, thing upside down after it gains the level.
2: I feel like that's really cool though because it's, it took it took the normal evolving out and it added like a new aspect, kind of like when you had um, Glaceon and Leafeon, like you had to evolve them Next to the stone, like, that was kind of cool. Because if if you think about it, back in the day, like if you didn't have internet or something, like you had to talk to your friends about it. Like oh, I was pl- playing Pokemon, and my brother smacked my game, and it was upside down, and he evolved. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, okay, yeah. that's K- stupid to try, and then you try, it and you're like, oh shit, that works. Like, Kids cool.
0: would be excited to figure it out. For us, it's.
3: Um, I looked it up online. It was like that's kind of dumb, but I'll do it. it Is there yeah, any Pokemon
0: you have it. to close your your DS? To evolve, no. No. I know in one of the 3DS Zelda games you have to close your DS to like stamp something or something yep. like that. Yeah. yeah,
2: I remember that. Yeah. I think they stopped doing that though. <coughs> they stopped, or for the Pokemon, I mean, they stopped doing those evolves because, I mean, with the internet now, it kind of ruins. Yeah. yeah, you're like the oh, only one that
3: really. Cool. The only evolution that really annoyed me was just like tyrantrum or tyrant has to evolve during the day to become tyrantrum oh yeah and is like somebody with a weird schedule who sleeps a lot during the day and works at night like most of my heavy pokemon playing is in the middle of the night
4: hell so i was
3: like four levels over where i was by the time i was actually playing during the day to get it evolved
1: Uh, when i was going through it i was just working regularly but because i was working during the time it was sunny in the game. I could never actually evolve it for like two weeks.
2: I flipped it. Yeah. I changed my time so that if I played at night, it was in the day, and if I played in the day, it was at night. Because with working, I felt like that was a, an appropriate schedule. Yeah. I, if I had always, time to like, play in the day. Technically, that would be the night.
3: I do that for. I'll do that for Animal Crossing, but for Pokemon, I just I like the way the nighttime
0: looks anyway. True, but
3: yeah. So that's what I've been doing.
0: Cool. I had a question for you and it yeah. slipped my mind. Alrighty. Uh Well, so we you want to go run... to the mega... Mega topic. Breeding. Brow, brow. Um, none of us are experts at breeding. Uh, so this is just going to be our ignorant uh, yeah, pretty much. opinions and takes and experiences on it. Yep. Um, so... Um, I guess the we should clarify that they made a overhaul to breeding between 4th and 5th gen. Um, previous, in like 4th gen, uh, the number of steps that you had to take to hatch a Pokemon was extremely high. They halved all of them uh, between 5th gen and 4th gen. Then they, uh, what else? The um, Everstone is guaranteed to transfer. Um, the yeah, gar- the nature. The nature. Uh, yeah, I'm. I think they changed the Everstone twice since fourth gen, but in in fourth gen, it's only the female holding it that works, and it's fifty percent chance that the nature will pass on. Um. So, uh, I, I their their theory in fourth gen was that like it's it's an RP or up to fourth gen is that. It's like an RPG, really, and you only have one shot to do most things. You only have one TM to work with, um, but after that, it was more to allow just team building. After you get to the end game, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm breed, or I I read in fourth gen for my Sneasel, and it was awful. It was terrible. I I didn't actually get any perfect IVs because um, up until. 6th gen, you don't get a thing that shows you all of your IVs? Is that correct?
1: I don't even know if 6th gen has uh, all IVs. I thought it just said, "Oh, here here are the IVs that are the best, and then Uh, they're like... I I think
3: if it's perfect IVs, it'll say every single stat. Like, it's special attack is blah blah blah, it's defense is blah blah blah.
1: Yeah. And if it's all the worst, it'll say all these stats... (laughs) they're the best stats and then say, and they're the worst of the worst. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But um, in fourth gen, they'll tell you like the highest stat and then nothing else, which is really, really that frustrating. That doesn't help anybody. Um,
1: it does if there's multiple high stats, I believe. But
0: Yeah. It'll tell you any, uh, when they're like any of the top ones. Well,
4: that
2: so, sucks because um, if you're not looking for perfect and, You're just getting random. It's like, oh, that's high. Well, like, even if it's not high, it could still be good, but you don't know. Yeah.
0: So I have no idea what my other ones on on, uh, my Sneasel are, which is frustrating. Mark, you've been breeding recently.
3: Yeah. So I've been doing it to work towards filling my Pokedex, like, a little bit now. I'm still mostly focusing on the gems and story progression, but... Um, it's really nice because the daycare is right next to the berry farm. So I've gotten like, I've, I like, I love the harvest moon games and animal crossing and stuff like that. So like I find the, like building up a really good berry farm and berry collection really helpful, which essentially it's just a way for me to get Lepa berries. So I don't, since ethers aren't available to buy. So I think I have like almost 200 Lepa berries at this point. Um, Yeah, so I'll, like, pop over to the daycare, and um, I just put in a female of any wild Pokemon that I catch of, like, a second evolution that has a first evolution to it. So, like, I just bred a Haunter to get a Gastly, and then um, I traded a—so this is off-topic, but I traded a a Starly to Kenny so he could breed— which apparently his ass didn't even use, which is some horse shit, because I put real effort <laughs> into getting that for him. And he did not give me any sort of classification or any sort of specifics on, oh, I only want a Pokeball, which he could have fucking just told me and <laughs> saved, my, saved me time. Um, so I'm and pissed about that. And could have
1: saved me the time as well.
3: Yeah, it's a bunch of horse shit. Um, and so, but while we were doing that, I was able to trade my Haunter to Kenny and get my Gengar back, which was really nice. And so, like, now I have that finished. I have Ghastly Honor Gengar. Um, I bred a Mr. Mime to get a Mime Jr., which that one was also really annoying because I had no clue about the odd incense that it needed to hold that. So, like, I put in the time, got my steps to get the egg, and then hatched the egg, and then just hatched a fucking Mr. Mime.
2: I always did um, that with Snorlax. They pissed me off when yeah, I wanted I to was, get Munchlax.
3: Yeah, so, so it's, like, one of those things, I'm reaching the point where I'm, almost out of female Pokemon that I can breed for things that I need. So I'm just kind of looking forward to the Ditto at this point so I can hammer through those. Um, like I said, I bred seven Eevees so I can do all the evolutions. but I'm basically just setting the groundwork now so that once I beat the elite four, um, and can start doing things in earnest, um, I'll be able to just hopefully fire through it and have a decent groundwork already laid for just, like, fill in the holes in the Pokédex. Um, yeah, I, like, I do enjoy the breeding, even though it doesn't, like, since I'm not using any of these Pokémon, like, I don't care about IVs, I don't care about egg moves or anything like that. Right. But I still really enjoy... Um, like going through and seeing which egg groups are, com- or like which Pokemon are in the same egg group for compatibility and like what I have. And I just try to find like the most mismatched couple because I like to imagine them <laughs> breeding together. <laughs> it's th- really fun.
1: <laughs> I think I remember seeing that Skitty can breed with a Waylord.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> that's, um, that's, yeah. yeah so like I did like my EV with like Hippopotas or whatever that ground Hippopotamus
0: Pokemon oh, is. You. Um, and which then, was the male which was the female
3: uh i did evie is the well obviously i was breeding evie's oh
0: yeah, it was yeah, the yeah, female yeah Adoy. that's uh incredibly unsettling <laughs> to watch yeah. um and the giant just,
3: fucking ground hippopotamus yep
0: that would just break <laughs> evie <laughs> yep yeah
3: it's fun um it's it's fun. Fun. <laughs> Yeah, so I've been like one out of my way to just find the most mismatched couples and I also find it really funny that like every single one that I've like pair I've put in the daycare, if I go and talk to them, they're like, Hey, they don't really like each other. Here's an egg though. And I just like to imagine them just like hate fucking to create <laughs> don't look this at Pokemon me. egg just for you me. Either way.
4: Put a bag on your head. It's
3: really fun. <laughs> one, th-
4: um,
1: one thing I find really interesting about that as well is if you put two of the same Pokemon in it's not even the highest chance they'll find an egg for the for sometimes. Sometimes it's better if you choose two different types. and it's like, oh, they really love each other. Yeah. So, Does the
0: other poke like the combination of Pokemon even inside like the egg group, in, like change the chance of an
2: egg?
1: Yeah. Is that? Oh, uh, I didn't know that. The rate at which you find an egg changes based on which two Pokemon you put in there. Huh. Huh.
2: I guess yeah. some are just slow fuckers and some are fast fuckers. Yep, it gets a
1: little bit annoying when you're trying to breed in a move. Like we did an egg run once, and I put in a lot of time to try and breed in in special moves, and it'd be like, oh, they don't really like each other, and I would just continuously be riding back and forth. Like you find an egg yet? No. Find an egg yet? No. <laughs> over and over again.
3: Yeah. So like this has got me really interested in doing an egg run down the line because um, i've never done one i, I had actually never heard, i don't think i had ever bred pokemon in any of the games before i just never worried about it um but it's just been it's one of those new mechanics like to me that is just really refreshing to have just some not used to in a pokemon game
0: you're breaking um, up and it's and because it. but i'm i was really it's because I'm loading IGN's uh, guide for I gonna breeding say every and time Pokemon you're on the
2: computer, on. <laughs> he's talking slow. <laughs>
0: so uh, repeat what you just said. I don't remember. Oh, um,
3: <laughs> yeah. It's just breeding's fun. It's like something new to me, and it's been like really refreshing for this playthrough to just have some little extra thing to work on that I've never fucked with before. Um,
1: it's also, and I, I'm
3: just, I'm kind, I'm kind of bummed that like. You can't check IVs at all until the end game in this game. The 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 biggest boner for me is because going into it, my goal was to breed a bunch of like good IV like focused egg Pokemon in the beginning, and then I just realized like oh I can't check to see how these are, and every IV checker that I found online has just been clunky to use, and I don't enjoy using it. And so I'm just not fucking with it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: There's. Also, a surprising amount of stuff you can do with breeding. Like, it, uh, my old roommate in college actually said his friend, uh, spent a summer breeding a perfect tyranitar and documented all of every, all of what he did, all of what he had to do, how, like, uh, the parents determined three IVs and stuff like that. Yeah, randomly. And uh, he used. Well, you can IV, use the
3: destiny knot to maintain IVs, kind of.
1: Uh, five IVs will be passed on instead of three. But uh, what was really surprising was he used all the information he gathered while doing that to apply for like a uh, genetics program at a really top college and got in just by using the Pokemon. uh, If you think about it,
2: though, (laughs) like, back in the day, Pokemon was, oh, he's this level, he's this strong. Now you've got IVs, now you've got everything. Like, I I, I watched something where if you play Pokemon somewhat competitive, it is literally, like, a four-month process to get, like, two Pokemon you want. Yeah. Perfect. Like, it is down to numbers, and down to, quote-unquote, science for them. Like, it's a big deal. This is not a game where it's like, oh, they're cute little monsters that fight. No, this is very in depth. There is a lot to breathe.
3: And I think into. that's, I, th- I mean, I think like we've kind of been getting there, but like, I think that's the beauty of this series is just you can just skate on through, have a good time, not think about anything. But like, as I've been playing Omega Ruby and Y over the last couple months, like, there's just so much that I never took the time to focus on that. Just improves both my enjoyability of the game, but also just the depth of the role playing of like you can just be a Pokemon breeder for your focus. Like you don't just have to be like an ace trainer or whatever. Yeah, there are so many fucking routes that you can go of how you want to complete that game.
0: Yeah, in the the uh, the accessibility at first, and then the depth that Pokemon offers is just. It's an incredible balance. I'm not sure many other video games uh, have achieved. Um, so it's great. It's, um,
2: it's one of those games where it's like uh for instance, like when you've got RPGs where you've got to work on your your cooking, your fighting, you know, you have stats. You know, when you kinda compare it, it's kinda similar with how you're oh yeah. you've got nature, you've got IVs, you've got stats, you've got breeding partners. You've got different types.
1: But half those are hidden where you don't even realize they're exactly. there. Exactly. Right.
2: It's, it's kind of fun because... And you, you know, don't
3: have to seek it out if you don't want to.
2: Exactly. Yep. And it doesn't change the game. It only yep. can help. That's yep. what's crazy. You don't need an online service. You don't need multiplayer. It's just uh-huh. simple. Yep. And everybody overlooks that. Yep. It's a huge thing.
0: Because little kids can play and they can still get through and have a great time. And then grown-ass adults can play and they can play one play through where they worry about everything. And then they can play one play through where they worry about nothing. Yep. And what was that? Look,
1: Carl, uh, that calendar is correct this year. The first of June falls on a Saturday. Oh. <laughs> what made you think that? That's amazing. I don't know. I just wanted to check.
0: There's a 2002, uh, calendar to our, uh, well, my right direct, uh, in front of Carl. Um, That uh, starts at June, and apparently uh, we have uh, hopped on the same schedule as as two (laughs) thousand two. We should probably cover all the aspects of of uh, breeding that maybe (laughs) more casual players don't know. Yeah. So the first thing is, I would say, nature. Mm -hmm. Um, nature. There are twenty five different natures. Each one increases. One of the six stats? No, five stats. Two.
1: It affects two of them.
0: Increases one of the It increases stats. one five. and decreases another. Decreases the other. Um, so given all the combinations, there are five that do nothing because they increase the same and decrease the same. Um, and that is just random if you don't have an Everstone on on one of the parents. Um, and for simplicity's sake, we'll just stick with like Sun and Moon's mm-hmm. breeding rules because mm-hmm. um, they they do change slightly from generation to generation. Um, so, uh, the
1: one that pissed uh, Mark off is the Pokeball the uh, bred Pokemon will appear in is based off the mother. So, Mark caught uh, Kenny uh, Starley in a quick ball. But Kenny wanted into a Pokeball,
0: <laughs> of course. So they all matched. Uh, why did he distribute? Who was um, catching his Pokemon for him?
1: He it's just, Kenny. Yeah, he messaged me yesterday saying uh, he, if I asking if I had a Starly and a Ditto to trade in him.
0: Okay, gotcha. Um, so, uh, and Ditto is the the the. uh kind of the first route people take to breeding because it just copies the Pokemon, but doesn't copy, um, what doesn't it copy?
3: Well, Mm. the, the big pro with Ditto is that it's the female Pokemon is the type of Pokemon that gets passed along. So with a Ditto, you can use it if you only have a male of something, right? For instance, um, I think, I don't know if it always is, but it's like a high probability that your starter, and like the Snorlax that you'll encounter and things like that are going to be male.
4: Yeah, I so believe- you can
3: use a, you can use a Ditto to breed those male Pokemon, which you can then get a female Pokemon and then use that to chain breed a move or whatever onto it when you get into the really complex stuff.
2: Starters yep. are always the hardest. There is a yeah. chance to get a female. It's very low, and there. Is yeah, I think a chance it's to get like shiny. Eighty-seven
3: point five percent male, twelve point five percent female for most
2: of those Pokemon. And yeah. each generation changed slightly. The weird thing about
1: starters, though, is it's only that ratio. It's like ninety uh, male, ten for female, for the first when you pick your starter when and you're
2: breeding. 50/50. It's
0: 50
1: It's fifty fifty.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah. It's just and that's just a cap, so you can't start right off the bat, which is yeah understandable. Yeah.
0: Um, and then i I think the next easiest thing to pay attention to is ivies. I don't think we've, for the uh, uninitiated listener, I don't think we've clarified what IVs are.
1: I don't believe so.
0: They are individual values, which I don't think is was officially their name until very recently. Yeah, um, they've been
1: also known as inherited values. Yeah, uh,
0: they are hidden stat or were hidden stats that um, have a value of uh, zero to thirty two. Thirty one.
1: Um, yeah, since zero is an option. Uh it's two to the fourth, two four, six. It's no fun to have you no, on two four eight. <laughs> <correct> two.
2: <laughs> two to the fifth. So it's a five sorry. just <laughs> Imagine com- if Mark was running this. Every time Carl correct I mean, him is eh fuck you. And we continue.
1: This is it's just a five bit operator, so <laughs> of course. This is my uh, computer science talk co- yes. coming out. Sorry.
0: <laughs> um so with no items being held to affect Oh, well. Okay, so they just uh, increased the stats. And I don't know, what uh, what ratio is it to them, like increasing stats as your stats go up versus how many IVs you have. I have no idea.
1: I've never looked it up. Okay,
0: yeah, and their know. their premise when they um, initially because they were not in first gen.
1: I think they might no they were not they were added second gen. Okay. EVs were in first gen
0: um so inherent values their their kind of theory behind it with hiding it is that every pokemon pretty much really is individual between the the nature the evs and the ivs and evs you get via battling particular pokemons Mm -hmm. um uh, but that is completely unrelated to breeding um So, without anything being held, three IVs randomly passed down. Um, The exact way they pick, I believe, has varied. It's usually one from the the male, one from the female, and then one from both. I think they now are randomly through all of them? I don't know. Yeah,
3: I think I read that recently. Um,
0: And then, like, it used to be that for the first one, it could be anything but HP, and then anything but HP and defense and then anything but something like that um now they have uh items that guarantee passing down one particular iv and then uh the destiny and not which passes down five instead of three um but it's and i don't know if this is still true i believe it can be anything randomly including the same stat So, like, you could get the... It could end up giving you the...
1: Attack stat of both.
0: Of both, and then I think the mother has priority.
1: Um, I feel like that's right, but
0: I'm not sure. Uh, So, it gets a bit complicated, and I... I don't know how to, like...
2: Gauge it and...
0: Yeah, I don't know how to game it. And I think people out there do, but... I just got so frustrated when I was breeding my Sneasel.
2: It's intimidating, um, especially if you like what you were doing, going for one and yeah. looking at all your options. what you got to do? It's very intimidating. Yeah, and a lot of people are just kind of like, eh, "Ditto, do the work for me," right? And it, it it's not going to help it, but still, like, it is not easy.
0: Yeah, and they've definitely made it easier so that in post game you can just make your dream team quicker and uh, and I did look it up they only introduced the stat judge being in your PC in Sun and Moon which is fantastic because then you can see all of them yep. you can see if they all are kind of fine or if they're all shit or like the one you don't care about is shit the rest nothing sucks are good. more is getting your, yeah.
2: your dream team and then finding at the end oh they had shit stats right. that's why it was struggling yeah.
1: yeah oh I'm five levels above I'm barely beating people what the hell's going yeah, on that's yeah that's that it's never
0: good And then the last one that I still can never remember how it works is passing on egg moves, which are specific moves that you can only get from breeding a Pokemon with another Pokemon who knows the, can learn the move via leveling up.
4: Uh, I
3: I believe the egg move comes from the male.
1: It usually will come from the male. It used to be all the moves that I would learn through level up or uh, TMs. Uh Uh-huh. And then I forget what generation it was. They switched to be like only TMs and only like certain moves. So like I was trying to get uh, when I was breeding, I was trying to get Ice Beam on a Milotic or a Feebas for the egg run, just to be like, oh look at this great Pokemon. But since it learned it through level up, it would not. Uh, I kept hatching like twenty of them. Like yeah, why it. isn't it on there? It should be on there.
2: There are some like if that Pokemon can't learn it, no matter what, like it won't pass it. because yeah. I've done yeah. that. I've done it by accident where I've done Chimchar's for friends, and they're like, "Oh, it knows Fire Blast and Flamethrower right off the bat." I'm like, well, "Shit, there you go. Have fun." <laughs> I'm like,
4: "Don't know and how I was, did that."
3: That was one of the best parts of Omega Ruby is that the Dex Nav would tell you what its egg move is when you would catch a Pokemon in the poker or in the Dex Nav. So, like, if you were going for breeding, you could just be told what the egg move of that Pokemon is to know it for breeding.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, Um, I think it's normally the first position. If you catch something, I don't know. I'm not sure.
1: But I know uh, I got pissed off at that and then just got used to trying to figure out the stuff it needs to learn through TM's or sometimes it learns something purely through breeding like i don't have one off the top of my head but i remember looking like if i want to get this move on i have to breed it with this pokemon who who knows it and then for them to get it on i have to breed uh it already has to learn it from a different egg move from this other one
0: it can get quite complicated Mm -hmm. um and i really don't understand how competitive players have the patience to and what's funny uh, is a, a lot of them are young one.
2: kids. Yeah. young teenagers like yeah. they get it.
1: Yeah. um there is uh, one more thing that can be passed down and that's ability.
2: oh yeah. yeah, that's another one. so there's basically four, it's nature, ivs, moves and nature. And ability. Not ability. Measure. No, yeah, I said that twice. <laughs> yeah. Again, thank you, Carl, for correcting me. No problem. <laughs> That's
1: why I'm on this podcast.
0: <laughs> so the chances of getting a certain ability in the wild 50-50. Um,
1: I've never looked up how then, to get uh, hidden abilities, really. Like, I know Dex Nav is one way to get hidden abilities, but...
0: um I'm, I'm I can't read this fast enough to tell you how to I think, it's, just, abilities. I think uh, it's
3: I think it's just chance.
1: Uh, for hidden abilities, I think you have to do something uh special. Dexnav is the main one. I know back in Black and White they had a special like online game where you can transfer your Pokemon there and then you can play these little mini games to try and find new Pokemon. And those would usually have their hidden ability. Yeah. That was actually a lot of fun on this
0: service. So if the mother Pokemon has uh, the hidden ability, there's an 80% chance that it passes it down.
1: Uh, No, Um, 60%. It's 80% to pass down a regular ability, I think.
0: Are you calling IGN a liar?
2: <laughs> I was going to say, he's I got, literally looking at the article.
1: I got Bulbapedia up myself. Ooh, uh, Bulbapedia. Which
0: generation is it?
1: <laughs> From Gen 6 onward, a female Pokemon has an 80%, 60% uh, hidden ability chance to pass down its ability slot, regardless of whether or not it's spread with a male Pokemon or a Ditto. Okay, well, I mean, maybe IGN's lying.
2: I would trust Bobopedia and Cerebi <laughs> before I trust I that I would. Idea. I would too. <laughs> yeah. um, Once again, and even then, with a computer, he corrects you.
0: Male and uh, unknown gender can pass it down. It's just a lot less likely. Yep. Um actually,
3: well, I think basically this conversation makes is realize we don't know shit about breeding, and we need to we need ball a up on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean the for for like greenhorn players. It's just so frustrating to start. Yeah. Um, but like and...
3: gen- genuinely, I was really intimidated by it. I watched a couple YouTube tutorials on it, like specifically for the game that I was playing. It's also helpful since it shifts. Like whatever game you're playing, if you're considering doing it, just make sure you're looking up something specifically for that game. But if you take like 20, 30 minutes, watch a couple of videos and then just dive right in, it is it is really satisfying Um, just from the, like, Pokedex standpoint. And I'm probably going to build a whole different second team after I beat the Elite Four for, like, replaying it and endgame stuff. And I'm, like, genuinely psyched to dive into it and start trying to get into the nuts and bolts of actual building a really really great pokemon yep
1: there is one more aspect about breeding and that's breeding for shininess which
0: the uh, medusa method or that's not how you say it Uh, yeah (laughs) it's the it's the guy's last name but it looks
1: like medusa uh, yeah masuda (laughs) masuda yeah junichi masuda uh basically he added it into the game where if you have a pokemon from a different country of origin it has five times the chance of being shiny when bred with a uh something from your game.
2: Which is still really low. Oh, it's super low still. But, but. I mean it it does help a lot more. Mm-hmm.
3: So you can still when you're breeding, you get the same shiny encounter rate type thing as in the wild.
1: Yeah, it might be a little higher for breeding, but not by much, if anything. Gotcha. Um and
3: I'm see so if like that's the you. you on so that. like if I if I do one <laughs> if if i do wonder trade or something and get a pokemon like from a trainer in a different country then it's more likely to get shiny if i breed it
2: five times more
3: yeah
4: Mm
3: -hmm. that's kind of cool because i'm i'm kind of considering that's part of like i like the idea of wonder trade but i don't want to be one of those assholes that's just
1: just throwing in like pidgeys and all that other weak ass stuff
3: yeah, like, it's one of those things, like, I want to I be able to, another like, breed. I another sorry. That's what you're doing. <laughs> like, once I get a Ditto, I'm planning on breeding a bunch of uh, Fennekins and then just dumping Fennekins into Wonder Trade and just doing things like and that. that's not
2: bad, because people usually are looking for those. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to start trying to do some online trading and stuff, because I know, at the very least, I need to get the, like, 20 Pokemon X exclusive Pokemon
0: or whatever. America, uh, that's one of us
1: to that works, too. The shiny yeah. encounter
0: rate is normally the same between finding and wild and breeding.
1: Thanks for correcting me, Steven.
0: You're welcome. It brings <laughs> me great joy.
1: Well, does anybody have anything else to say about breeding? Because I'm
0: sleepy. Yeah, uh, daylight saving <laughs> sucks. Uh it's a thanks. Uh Thanks. Um, who who created it? I don't know. What's his name? but Fuck oh, him. I, I don't uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> and we are at time to quit though. so uh, thank you for Sweet. listening uh, you can find us at uh, pmrpodcast.wordpress.com uh, listen at pmrpodcast.podbean.com email us at pocketmonster at gmail.com and please uh, follow us on Facebook instagram and uh twitter if you want we have four followers on that right now
2: i'll be your fifth because uh, i just made a twitter <laughs> in march <laughs> uh, um, and
0: uh, please don't complain about us not doing a game yep
1: and we tried thanks, our best. thanks again matt for joining us today of yes, course thank you so much great.
0: for having me yes and
1: uh we'll have you on uh
0: again sometime soon sounds good yeah well thank you bye-bye
4: Goodbye. bye See ya.
0: Thank you for listening to Pocket Monster Radio. Today's episode was recorded and edited at Woodchuck Studios in Cincinnati, Ohio. The theme song for today's episode is Pokemon theme remix by Tony Lays. Originally composed by Junaki Masuda. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Looks like Pocket Monster Radio's blasting off again.